Good morning, everybody. How's it going? It's Wednesday, and it's 9.30. A little late this morning, but had to go to the doctor because maybe he thought I had pink eye. First, I thought, you know, yesterday I just had like a sty on my right eye. That was a pain in the ass, and it hurt. But uh, then apparently I woke up this morning, and my wife was like, babe, both of your eyes look swollen and uh, red. And I was like, son of a bitch, pink eye. But nope, got got better maybe my eyes were just you know messed up from i don't know sleeping or something like that i don't know whatever but they got got better still have a sty though but you know it is what it is so on the way to work right now though and uh, i'm gonna continue with where we left off yesterday i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna just go right in from college football to pro football we'll just make that transition and we'll talk we'll talk nfl today sort of cover what's going on in the league. Um, you know, I'm uh, feeling pretty good about this season. You know, a- as you know, you may remember if you've listened to any of my previous episodes regarding sports, um, especially, you know, regarding football, you would know that I am a, uh, I'm a fan of a couple of teams in the NFL but, you know, first and foremost, you know, the Steelers are the, are the number one team to me. Pittsburgh Steelers, that's where it's at. I mean, I'm, I'm going to Pittsburgh for the New Year's Eve game against the Browns this year. It's my first NFL game that I've ever been to. And, uh, you know, so my wife got me tickets for Christmas and stuff. Early, early Christmas present, obviously, but we had to sort of plan our holiday around it and stuff. So, you know. I just there's there's no franchise that is better. They were they uh, maybe you could you could say maybe the Packers, but I would call the Pittsburgh Steelers the NFL's first dynasty. You know, and maybe you maybe you would say the Packers because they won the first two Super Bowls, but I I regard the Steelers as the first real dynasty because Four Super Bowls in the 70s, back-to-back, two times, you know, uh, I, I, they have, you know, aside from, like, maybe the 85 Bears, they've got, like, the be- one of the best defenses of, like, all time. The, that steel curtain defense in the 70s, it's, like, I mean, it's up there. It's, like, really high up there. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I'm a Steelers fan. And, uh, and I'm also a Raiders fan. I really do. I, I like the Raiders an awful lot. And, you know, the really outside of that, it's really hard for me to pick another team. But so this year I'm feeling pretty good about. I had higher hopes for the Raiders. They kind of let me down this season, you know. Um, but it's, it's okay because the Steelers have been playing great. They've had, a, they've had a really good season. They had two ugly losses early in the season. Um, you know, one to Chicago, one to Jacksonville, which was terrible, through five interceptions against Jacksonville. I want to say at home, it was at Pittsburgh, um, they lost that game, and oh gosh, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a dark scene, it was a bad time, but they've turned it around since they beat the Chiefs, like week seven, it was week, like week six or week seven, since they beat the Chiefs, they've completely turned their season around you know uh they're i think that they're i think they're 10 and 2 right now uh we're going into a game we're going into a game at home next week against the patriots 
Uh, the Patriots are just coming off a loss, uh, I think, in Miami. A lot of people are predicting that Pittsburgh is going to win this game against the Pats, and I'm not totally sold on it. But just because they haven't had, the Steelers haven't had a whole lot of consistency this season, really on offense, um, they haven't. Uh, defense has been sort of hit and miss, to be honest with you. It, it really has. It's it's especially now you can't rely on the defense as much because one of their star players, Ryan Shazier, is out, possibly you know with a career ender. You know, it just depends on how you know what happens after surgery, but it. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't look good for them. And so I'm not completely sold on the fact that they're going to recover and win this game. Or at least that they're just going to walk away with an easy victory. I'll put it like that. But we'll see what happens. You know, they I could totally be wrong. They could come in and they could uh, show up on Sunday and, and, you know, they could play like, like God killers. And, uh, you know, just shut down Tom Brady. And that would be awesome. That would I would love to see that. But, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm expecting this game to be a shootout because neither defense has really – has this year, neither defense has been particularly strong. You know, last year the Patriots had a great defense. Um, this year it's not so much for them. And like I said, the, uh, the Steelers' defense hasn't been super consistent. Their secondary is still pretty weak. So I'm expecting this game to be, you know, a shutout. You know, Ben has already been through for 506 yards last uh, last week um, against the Ravens. It would not surprise me one bit if him and Tom Brady go in and they've got him and Tom Brady go in and they throw 500 yards apiece, to be honest with you, just because, um, may, I mean, I don't. I don't see the Patriots' uh, front seven on defense being that soft, being that weak, um, to allow Le'Veon Bell to get some crazy yards like that. You know, they might. They might. Le'Veon Bell could go off, but I really think this is just going to be a passing game between both teams. Just who really it's going to come down to whoever scores last. So, at least that's just the way that I, the way that I, I think it's going to go down. But. The playoff picture is looking really good this year, though, especially for the Steelers. You know, the Steelers have already sewed up the AFC North. So, you know, no matter what happens with with the way that things go the rest of the season, they're, they're playoff bound no matter what. They're, they're the division leader, and so they're, they're guaranteed a spot in. Right now, the rest of the season, these last few games, it's all going it, to – basically all that they're doing right now is deciding – who's going to be the one and two seed in the AFC. And, you know, it's coming down to the the Patriots and the Steelers. And really this game right here is going to decide who who gets it. You know, it, depending on who wins this game, that's going to be your number one seed. That's going to, that team is going to get your home field advantage. That's, that's pretty much just going to be the end of it, you know. And so I'm really hoping that – that we can get a good showing out of this. If, because if they can get home field advantage, if we can beat the Patriots, if we can clinch home field advantage, clinch that number one seed, clinch the entire AFC, you know, because that's what you want to do, you know, like get, get, just get the entire bracket, the entire playoff bracket, home field advantage, that, that is their best path to the Super Bowl. You don't want to... I, 
against the Patriots, they're always ready for the playoffs. That's one thing. No matter what happens during the season, as much as I hate the Patriots, they are always playoff ready. That's one thing that you can always count on with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady is that they're going to be ready and at the top of their game in the playoffs. And so one thing that you do not want to do is go into an AFC championship game in Gillette Stadium against Tom Brady and the Patriots trying to go to the Super Bowl. That's one thing that you do not want. You do not want an AFC championship game away from home. And, I mean, that's the same for any team. But, you know, when there's a chance that you're going to be playing the Patriots, that's absolutely what you don't want. So they really need to get this win, even if it's by, if it's by a point. If they win by a hair, if Chris Boswell has to kick a fourth game winner in a row and they get the W, that's all that matters. Because to quote Vin Diesel, a.k.a. Dominic Toretto, it doesn't win, matter whether you win by an inch or a mile, winning is winning. And at this late in the season, that really is. That's, that's the way that it is right now. It'd be cool if they could set an example or, or set a precedent and start blowing people out, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen just because, you know, once you get into the playoffs especially, but when you're playing a team like the Patriots, even in the regular season, you're playing somebody that's at that high of a level, I just, man, I don't know if it's going to happen. But the playoff picture is looking really good for them no matter what. We This team has a legitimate chance to, to get run deep into the playoffs, make a Super Bowl run, and see what happens. Uh, personally, out of the NFC, I don't really see there being much of a threat this year, especially with Carson Wentz out. I had pretty high hopes for the Eagles, you know, saying that maybe they were going to make it. Uh, I mean, I, I was, they were definitely going to make it to the Super Bowl. Who, am I, who was I kidding? Um, the way that they were playing, the way that Carson Wentz was playing, they were definitely going, but... Now that Carson Wentz has gone down, the season ender, you know, torn ACL and stuff, it's uh, I'm not I'm not totally sold on on them making it. Not anymore, at least. I mean, there's still a chance for them. Don't get me wrong. The NFC is pretty weak this season, um, so there's definitely a chance that they're they're gonna go. But um, I just I'm not expecting really big things out of them, um, and really across the rest of the NFC, I don't really know who's there at the moment that's going to make anything happen. Um, I don't know... I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I'm not 100% sure about that. I think... um, So I I don't know really if something's going on there. I'm not 100% sure about the Cowboys, like what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott. I, I don't... I can't remember if I've heard anything about that recently. You know, the Saints were looking really good, but then they dropped a couple of games. The Falcons are not the team they were last year. They're good enough to make the playoffs, but that's about it. The Seahawks were looking to be a pretty decent team and possibly make the playoffs, but then they got beat by the Dolphins, and so what do you do about that? And um, I don't know. Just out of, There's too much room, too much room for air. Oh, and the, the Lions, nothing's going to happen out of them for sure. So I just... I don't really know about anybody else, really, other than the Eagles, that poses a, a major, a dominant threat in the NFC to make it to the Super Bowl. And with Carson Wentz out, you know, Nick Foles is an awesome quarterback. And uh, personally, I thought that they shouldn't have started Carson Wentz over Nick Foles, which it obviously turned out to be a good move for them, turned out to be a good idea. Um, so that's good for the, 
I, I just didn't agree with it. I didn't think it was the right move. He's definitely paid off, though. <coughs> Excuse me. But with uh, they've got Nick Foles on the bench, and he's a really good quarterback. I just don't know if maybe he can put it together. And I don't know if he can do it as good as Carson Wentz could have, you know? Um, I just I don't know if that's really in the picture for them, at least without their starting quarterback. It's, it's definitely not, I don't think. So, I mean, I would say whoever wins the AFC this season is pretty much going to take it, pretty much going to win the Super Bowl, especially if it's the Patriots or the Steelers. If the Patriots or the Steelers go to the Super Bowl, it's pretty much a lock that that team is going to win. If something, you know, totally crazy happens, the AFC West is a total, uh, you know, is a total shootout right now. There's like three teams tied with the same record for the AFC West. So, I mean, unless something wild happens out there and, and one of those teams makes it, you know, the Chiefs, the Raiders, or the Broncos, you know, that's the only time. If another team makes it to the, to the Super Bowl that's not the Patriots, that's not the Steelers, that's when I think maybe we're looking at a situation where an AFC team doesn't win it. But right now, that's... I just don't see it happening. I, I think it's got to be one of those two teams makes it all the way to the Super Bowl and then wins it. I really, I really hope it's the Steelers, and the Steelers have a legitimate chance. I would say between the two teams, win, lose, or draw this weekend, and there's a 50-50 shot between the Patriots and the Steelers for those teams to go to the Super Bowl. And then I would say once whichever team makes it has a 100% chance of winning it if it's one of those two teams. But I have to see what happens. It's uh, going to be a fun rest of the season. They're playing some high-level football right now. And um, as long as, you know, there's no wild injuries at the end of the season, you know, barring nothing happens to Le'Veon Bell, nothing happens to Antonio Brown, nothing happens to Ben Roethlisberger, you know, they go into the postseason healthy and strong. Um, they've, I mean, that's, they've got a legitimate chance like I said, a 50-50 chance split with the Patriots to, to go all the way and win it all. And um, I really don't want to see the Pats win. Really don't want to see them get a sixth Super Bowl. That's, I mean, I really don't. But, you know, whatever. We'll have to see what happens there. But I, uh, I'm pretty excited, really, to see the shakeup, no matter what it is. And really, I mean, I guess that's... I guess that's really it for the NFL. I don't know. There's not a whole lot going on to really talk about. Nothing crazy to to show anything. So I don't don't really think there's any anything else that can be done about it. Um, so we'll move on to something else. College basketball. Woohoo! Something else I like to talk about because again, as you know, I'm a Kentucky fan uh, first and foremost you know, over everybody, and for good reason, because, you know, it's the best, it's because it's the best organization, best program in college basketball, that's pretty much as far as it goes, and uh, if you don't agree with me, then uh, go to hell, no, just kidding, you can have your own opinion about, you can have your own opinion about your teams, and we can have a healthy conversation about it, it's okay, I'm not going to be one of those guys that totally shuts out everybody else and says that we're the best team ever, um, no matter what kind of like, you know, how Duke fans and North Carolina fans do, but, you know, whatever. And, you know, I say that as a person 
who knows, Duke and North Carolina fans, like, have grown up with them and stuff, know people that I work with that are Duke and North Carolina fans. I even know Louisville fans that are like that. And it's... Duke and North Carolina have got a little bit of room to talk, I think, but Louisville fans are some of the last people on the list that, that have room to talk about their team being better than their organization or their program being better than, than UK's. I mean, that's just a joke. But uh, I, I don't have anything against Louisville, to be honest with you. If Kentucky can't be the team going deep, I want either Louisville or I want a Cinderella to be a team that's going deep, personally. That's the way that I feel about it because I think that that's the most fun basketball I want to keep I want to keep the national championship trophy in the state of Kentucky no matter who wins it whether it's Louisville or UK um, or if a Cinderella team can go in and they can shock the world you know I want that to happen too because that's just fun basketball right there that's fun to watch it just has a lot more meaning I think but this season you know we're early we're early in you know what we're 10 games into the season right now and it's already been pretty wild you know it's already been a pretty crazy season you know number one duke gets knocked off by boston college an unranked team who was struggling last night against um i can't remember what that team's name was that boston college struggled against last night but they were like one and nine one and eight something like that and i mean they were giving them fits you know so but so duke goes you know, who everybody was saying was by a landslide, by a wide margin, the best team in the country. And uh, they get beat. They get beat well. It wasn't a blowout, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, they were stifling Duke. And that's fun to watch right there. That's fun to see. It's Really, it's just fun to watch because Grayson Allen and, and Coach K have the same sort of reactions when they're just, like, when they're just getting beat, when they're getting outplayed. You know, when, when, you're, when you're having stuff go the other way, when there's questionable calls and stuff like that, that's not really as fun to watch because it's like, ah, eh, somebody's getting away with murder here. But when really you're just, when you're, when for one night you can just watch them get outcoached and get outplayed, those two people for the past four years, Grayson Allen and Coach K have been the best people to watch because they're just completely helpless. Because Grayson Allen plays at a high level pretty much every single night as much as I hate him there's no way you can't admit that and then coach K is probably the best basketball coach on the planet except for like you know Greg Popovich and like maybe a couple of other like pro coaches but you know it's 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 just it's interesting to see when they have a when they're doing everything that they can when they're they're being consistent and the other team is just firing on all cylinders, and they just they they there's nothing you can do to stop it, you know. And Kentucky Kentucky's had games like that when they just they've played play people that they just couldn't beat, and it's been difficult to watch. But it makes for good basketball, you know. That national championship game, UK and UConn, a few years back, um, when Kentucky and UConn were both ranked eighth, I believe, in their brackets. You know, I mean. Kentucky was playing at a high level. You know, they beat everybody from the previous year's Final Four plus the previous year's champion to make it to the national championship game. Um, They were playing as good as anybody in the country. And then, you know, UConn had gone on a tear and was peaking at just the right time. And, I mean, so both teams were playing as good as they could. UConn was just hitting incredible shots. They were just, they were firing on all cylinders. You couldn't beat them. 
so when you can see that, because it, it makes for good basketball, so when you can see something like that anytime, you know, that's just, it's fun to watch and it makes it a good game. And so it's definitely fun to watch when it's a team that you don't like and you don't want to see win, especially if they're supposed to be this great team like Duke is always supposed to be. But, so, right now, I mean, the way that it goes, I think Kentucky is ranked, you know, 7th or 8th right now. I didn't see, you know, we'll have to see what happens to Duke. I don't know uh, if they've dropped or anything like that in the rankings, you know, if they're not number one anymore, but... Kentucky sort of worries me this season, and they'll be a totally different team by January. So the only reason that I'm worried is because they still have a few pretty good teams to play to, you know, go into the Christmas break. You know, they've got, before conference play starts, they've got Virginia Tech, who is a a good team. I mean, Virginia Tech, they may not be like one of the best teams in the country, but they are still good. UCLA, who's not the team that they were last year, but they're still pretty good and uh, Louisville, who, again, is not the team that they were last year or the year before, but it's still a pretty good team. You know, they kept a lot of their players. They still got that guy, that seven-footer that was with them last year. He was pretty dynamic. So they've got these. They've got three good teams that they've got to play to go into the break, and it just worries me because they don't really have any consistency on offense or defense. Offensively, there's nobody really that they can rely on to go in and get consistent points for them, who is somebody that they're like, if all else fails, we can give the ball to this guy, and he's going to get us some buckets. There's nobody that they can really count on right now to be able to do that. There's a couple of guys that are trying. You know, P.J. Washington is trying to make that make that jump. Kevin Knox is trying to make that jump. Um, you know, Hamadou, uh, Hamadou Diallo is, is trying to make that jump. But right now, between the three of them, there's not anybody that's, like, our go-to guy. And they're, they've got some pretty poor three-point shooting. But that's also because their two-star shooting guards are out right now with injuries. And so I'm hoping when January comes around, both of those guys are supposed to be back in the mix. And I'm hoping that that makes us a force to be reckoned with. Because the SEC is no joke this year. Um, I was just talking to my grandpa last night. He was telling me that Florida has dropped three games in a row. I did not know that. And that's crazy because Florida was supposed to be a top 10 team this year. Uh, but I think that they'll bounce back. I think they've just gone on a bad run. So they'll, they'll be back and ready by conference play. Alabama is a great team this year. They, they've Alabama lost. I think Alabama's biggest thing that was in the headlines was they lost. They lost by nine points to a ranked team playing three on five. Well, let me run that one by you again. They lost to a ranked team. I think it was the Cyclones. They lost to the Cyclones playing three on five basketball, keeping it within 10 points. There was like some kind of scuffle. Alabama's bench got onto the floor, so the refs threw the whole bench out because the, the, they, the players got involved. And then one, two, one, one player fouled out, and another player went down with an injury. And so they were literally playing three on five, and um, they kept it within ten. Still lost, but kept it within ten, and that says a lot against a ranked opponent. So Alabama, when they're healthy, is going to be no joke this year. Uh, Arkansas is probably going to be good. Mississippi State and uh, Mississippi State and Texas A&M are usually pretty good teams. They, they usually come ready to play. 
and uh, Vanderbilt is always a really good three-point shooting team, so we'll see what happens with them. But, um, you know, I'm hoping by the time the conference play rolls around that these guys will be ready to go in and play and that we'll have these two shooting guards back because right now without having any, any main guy on offense that you can count on to get it done, and then on defense, you know, unless they're playing zone, it's just really lackluster performances. And, you know, you're not going to be able to get by with that. That's not going to work. You're not going to be able to win a lot of games deep into the season with that kind of play. And that's the only thing that worries me. And like I said, they'll be a totally different team by the time that uh, March rolls around. I mean, hell, by the time January rolls around, they'll be a different team. But, like, by the, by the end of January, these guys will be playing on a totally different level. But, I mean, that's a long way away, and we've got a lot of games to play, so I, I hope they get it dialed in quicker. But, you know, I still think, even though they took the loss, which is something that I love to see, even though they took the loss, and uh, even though that it was against an unranked opponent, it was away from, from home, I, I still think that it, it's easy to say that Duke is probably still the best team in the country. As much as I hate to admit it, because I really do hate to admit that. And, I mean, I think that Kentucky is right there as a top-five team, personally. Um, at least I, because they've got so much potential, they just haven't, you know, figured it out yet. It's easy for Duke to be the best team in the country out of the gate just because it's relatively the same team. You know, they've got a couple of additions, but it's really, it's, it's going to be your same core group of guys that are, that are playing at a high level. And again, they've got like one of the best coaches in the world on their team. And, you know, so how can you lose when you've got something like that? And so... I don't really know who you want to put up there. I mean, maybe because Kansas just lost, too. But really, probably the best teams in the country right now are probably Duke, North Carolina, Michigan State, Kansas, and Kentucky. And maybe in that order. Maybe North Carolina is like a fourth or a fifth, and Kentucky is, too, like is, is right in there. Maybe. But, uh... I don't know. It's difficult to say. I think that those are your top five teams in no particular order, though. And so, it's the same group of guys, no matter what. Same group of teams. And and so, that's not totally surprising. But you look at, at who's, who's played who, who's gone down. You know, Michigan State has gotten beat by Duke. Kentucky's gotten beat by Kansas. I don't know if North Carolina has lost, but there's the four team. Those four teams, though, have battled each other and, and won and lost, you know. But if you think about it, I mean, let, turning, uh, turning the clock back or to look at the Kentucky game against Kansas, you know, as inconsistent as Kentucky has played, they totally rose to the challenge against a really good Kansas team. And that game really scared me going in because I was, I had watched how Kentucky had played against their other you know, obviously weaker opponents, and they were squeaking these games out. And, I mean, they kept it within 10 points against Kansas. And I think they only won by, like, three or four points. And so they kept it really close against easily a, a number a number one-seeded team, you know, going into the, to the, the tournament. They're easily one of the four number one seeds. At least if you look at it at this point in the season, I think that they are, you know. And so I think that says a lot about this Kentucky team being able to rise to the challenge as inconsistent as they are. 
those guys still were able to throw it together for that, you know, they were still able to throw it together for 40 minutes and make a game out of it against one of the best teams in the country. And that's, I don't think that that's anything that somebody, that, that people thought was going to happen. You know, I, I sort of think that people thought Kansas was going to go in and blow them out. And I'm glad that they didn't, you know. But I seriously, I think that's what people thought was going to happen. And so I would like for that to send a message and say, okay, they're playing pretty wishy-washy basketball right now. But when it comes down to it, when it's crunch time against a good team, you know, they're playing top-notch basketball right now. They're able to come together and make it happen. This isn't a team that you can doubt right now. And I think that any good team, any good coach is going to recognize that against them, you know, no matter what. You know, it's still, they've still got a squad of five stars and four stars that are going out. Yeah, they're freshmen. Yeah, they're inexperienced. Yeah, most of them haven't played together. Yada, yada, yada. But they've still... They, they're, they're coming in behind a good coach who's got a lot of experience with this kind of, with this kind of team building. You know, they're, they're used to this kind of scenario where every team that you play, it's the biggest game of the season for them, you know, because, because they're playing Kentucky. Aside from, you know, some of, the, some of the bigger schools that they have to play, like Kansas, like UCLA, <clears throat> stuff like that. Um, aside from something like that happening... You know, it's with every other team, that's, you're their biggest game. And so those coaches know, obviously, not to slack on them just because they look inconsistent doesn't mean they still can't tune you up just by deciding, all right, guys, we got to put this together. Let's put them away. You know, that can still happen. And so I'm hoping that, you know, they, they start to recognize that more and more. They, they realize the pattern of what it takes to get those wins. But, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. Like I said, there'll be a totally different team come January. And the other teams that I believe that are in the top five with them, anything could happen to them. You know, I mean, like I said, Duke just lost to an unranked opponent uh, that nobody saw that loss to, to, to uh, Boston College coming. You know, Kansas lost at home. Um, and nobody can see that coming. I think that... I think that right now they don't. I think that right now another team to watch out for is going to be Texas. That's going to be somebody to keep your eye on. That kid, Muhammad Bamba, is amazing. I mean, like ridiculously good. I was watching highlights of him playing last night for them, and I mean, he's not anything I've ever seen before. I mean, that kid is number one, he's as big as a house, okay? I mean, he's like. 10 feet tall and he's generally he's he's skinny but when you're like that big you know when you're when you're that tall even if you're skinny you're so much bigger than everybody else so he's such a big guy um that i mean it's like he takes up the entire lane i mean it's ridiculous he's got insane shot blocking ability he's got a really good touch to be able to shoot he can handle the ball a lot better than most big men can, you know, uh, and he's a, he's a good, I mean, he still gets up, he's a high flyer, you know, I mean, they're comparing him to Anthony Davis, and right now, his numbers aren't as good as Anthony Davis's were at this point in the season when Anthony Davis was with Kentucky, but that kind of comparison, though, is huge, because, I mean, everybody regards Anthony Davis as the best college basketball player people had seen in a long time, you know, and so I don't, I, I, 
that's a pretty it's a pretty big deal. It's he's he's really good. He looks really good. I mean, it's like scary to play a team like them because he's such an X factor. But that's so that's definitely a team to look out for. But there's so much time left within the rest of the season. Anything could happen with anybody in the top five, especially introducing somebody who is such an X-factor like Muhammad Bamba with their team. The rest of his team may not be as good as he is, but he is good enough to be able to bring them up. And, you know, that says a lot about anybody who's so good that they're able to save their team. Kind of like a Buddy Heald scenario last year with Oklahoma where he was so good, he was able to carry Oklahoma as deep as he got him. And so, I mean... A lot of time left, a lot of really good teams, a lot of really good players out there that can make a lot of noise for their teams, especially as the end of the season comes around and uh, and it's getting ready for the tournament time. So there's tons of time to see what will happen, to see how it will shake up. It, I really just want to see Kentucky put it together fairly soon, especially with these next three big games coming up that they're able to prove, again, you know, like they sort of like they did against Kansas, they can come together and make it happen. But I want to see them do that and win. Not put it together and keep it really close against a good team, but put it together and win against a really good team. That's that's what you want to see. And then, because if they can show that now when it comes into, you know, conference play, that would be, that'd be awesome. And, um, you know, as far as everybody else is concerned, and everybody knows the ACC is going to come down to who it always comes down to, Duke and North Carolina. You know, um, the Big Ten is going to be dominated by Michigan State this year. The Big 12 is going to be dominated by Kansas this year. Um, I don't think anybody else could show up and, and shock Kansas at least. And then, of course, you know, the Pac-12 is going to be all UCLA, maybe Oregon, but probably all UCLA. If Texas shows up, maybe they can give the Big 12 a run, but I don't think so. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's going to be pretty much it for right now, guys. I actually just pulled into my parking lot at work, so I think I'm going to go ahead and jump off here and, and go in since I'm already late from the, you know, from the doctor and everything. So, um, you know, as always, since I'm coming back, I'm trying to do this thing, get started up again. If uh, if anybody has anything that they that they want to hear, if you want to join in on the discussion, if you got any feedback, yada, 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 all the other good stuff, definitely let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at the real D.A. Perry, all that good stuff. Will B followed me back yesterday, guys, on Twitter. How awesome is that? He follows like 1.5 million people, but still, man, I'm in that. I'm followed by Will B. I got that. I'm putting it on my resume. Me and Will B are, are, are friends, me and the base god. I got him going with me, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so all things considered, though, you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening.